Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's cool. get started. We are getting started in child's pose. Please join us when you're ready. Melissa, are you going to throw anything at me today? Those blocks are precariously close to the screen. I already stated this was going to be a peaceful practice, so uh, this may not be an easy practice. In fact, we don't want this to be easy. If it's easy, we're not making any progress. But peaceful for each of us inside our own space. Take a few moments and notice how your space is, right? that space within your body, the space that you are on this planet. As you start to pay attention to your breath and move it in and out in a steady rhythm, okay, that's unique to you. What do you pick up on? What do you notice about that breath? And how easily or not so easily it is to create that flow or maintain that flow. Honestly, on the days that it's the hardest for us, physically or mentally, it's the most useful to us. It's like when we're the thirstiest, that glass of water is the most refreshing. When we are at the frayed edges of body, mind, spirit, yoga is the most helpful. It's helpful on good days too. We amplify what's good. We amplify what's good, starting with this most essential breath in, breath out. We turn our attention toward the positive. It's not about being overly positive. That, that just doesn't really work for most of us. If it does for you, great. But it brings us into the reality of what's positive. It's good that you're breathing in. It's good that you're breathing out. It's good that you've taken this time to care for your body, your heart, your mind. With your next breath in, you're going to come up to hands and knees. And exhale into cat pose. Round your spine. And you inhale. And reverse that into cow pose. Back and forth in this little kriya. Just letting yourself get into the rhythm of your breath, as well as the movement of your spine, your hips, your shoulders. And then if you know some variations that you like, if you're a, if a fan of, of something a little different side to side, around in circles, forward and back with this, you go for it. Start to move around in ways that make you happy. If you're not into those or have no idea what I'm talking about, continue this back and forth. Two more rounds through any shapes that work for you. Getting the rhythm and feeling your body. Making your way back to hands and knees, that sensor line. You're going to walk your hands forward, tuck your toes, come up to down dog. You're going to move this into a side to side. When you exhale, bend your right knee, drop your left heel down. When you inhale, back to center, both legs a little soft. And then other side, bend your left knee, straighten the right. And back to center, both knees a little soft. So you'll go with your breath side to side with that center and check in and down dog. 
with that exhale bend, you can get kind of creative with the way you're bending the knee. Go real deep. You could go across, making more of a twist, more of a rotation. Keep the breath pace steady. Keep the movement steady with the breath. So you're just setting the pace, getting kind of metronome rhythm going for yourself. Steady, peaceful. And continuous without any room for the extra. Here's why we move it's slow and with intention. You're paying really close attention to what you're doing to line up with your breath pace. No moves are jerky, no moves are rushed. Right, so that there's no room for the excess, for the extra. When you notice that there's extra, the mental uh, hamster wheel gets going, go back to matching up how you're moving with how you're breathing. Come back to center and look forward. You know, walk forward into a halfway lift. So your feet will be together. That could be touching, it might be uh, just close. And then hands to your shins, abdominals in, heart forward. And uh, you definitely want to come at least halfway up. And bending the knees is a good idea. If you've ever heard the phrase, lift with your legs, not with your back, that's what this refers to. If you are straightening your legs all the way, that's lifting with your back. If you're bending your knees a little bit, it's lifting with your legs. That's, that's the basics. I'm going to bow forward because we're in halfway lift. I'm not going to give the whole lecture on that. But so you know, right, that half lift, have a bent knee. That's going to let you support it with the leg muscles. Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. When you breathe out, we'll bring hands together at heart center, samastiti. You can close your eyes. You could set your gaze to your fingertips. You'll have a moment to feel your feet on the floor. Feel the lift of your leg muscles, the drawing in of your core body, the movement of your breath. Relaxation of the muscles of expression and communication, your face, your throat, shoulders. Moment to set intention for what it is you're doing here, on this mat, in this moment. Then we'll move with that. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose, extend. When you exhale, hands to heart center, you're going to bend your knees. And again, this is the idea of you want to lift with your legs, not with your back. If you're going to pick up something heavy, you would bend your knees and squat to do it. It's the same principle when you forward fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Again, those knees stay bent and you draw your abdominals in. Plant your hands, step back. High or low husha. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Good. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. And get there and halfway lift. Again, the knees are bent. There's like a little mini squat going on. And not because of flexibility, but because you're sustaining your spine out here and uh, you want your low back to be good. Breathe out, bow forward, chest to thighs. Once chest gets to thighs, then you're not supporting the weight of your whole upper body. Do what you'd like with your knees, what feels good. Breathe in, reach up to standing mountain pose. Breathe out. Bow forward, a little bend to the knees. That's your shock absorption so that your low back doesn't take on the stress. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Step back, high push-up to low push-up. Press your hands into the floor. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. 
breathe out, bow forward. Be sure that half lift includes a little softness in your knees. That'll be your practice point every time. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. When you get to the top of that, you squeeze your legs straight. Bend that little softness as you bow. Bend the knees, fold at the hip. Press your feet down, breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. High or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lily hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, a little bend of the knees or a lot of bend of the knees. Abdominals in, heart forward. Your weight is forward in your feet. Get it out of your heels here. That again is bending your knees. And then bow forward, breathe out. Last round. Breathe in, reach up, squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, bend your fingers. That soft bend of your knees. Hands to heart center, hinge at the top of your thighs to fold. Press your feet down, a little bend of the knees. You feel the balls of the feet just a tiny bit heavier. Your weight's going forward, so we don't want the uh, low back hanging back in the heels. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. And bring your knees to the mat, back to child's pose. Land back where we started. Have a breath. Slowly in and slowly out. And next breath in, you're going to come up to down dog. And if you've got two blocks around, they're good to have on either side of your mat. And take the right leg here on an inhale. Up and back behind into three-legged dog. Then bend the knee. Bring it into your chest. Rock forward as if to a push-up. Step into a low lunge. And bring hands to the blocks. And then straighten the front leg with your inhale. Straight as it will go comfortably here. And then exhale. Bend into the front. Inhale, straighten. And exhale, bend. Inhale, straighten. And exhale, bend. One more, breathe in. And breathe out, coming back to the low lunge. We'll bring the back knee down. Top of the foot to the mat, press both feet down, reach up, Anjani Asana. We're going to lace the fingers, knuckles toward the ceiling, and press up. Reach through the ring and pinky finger knuckle. Press your feet down. Draw in at center, abdominal side bodies, back body helping lift the torso up. And we exhale, hands to heart center. To the mat, you can place the blocks out to the sides if you were using them. We're going to go all the way to the floor. Point your toes back, top to the feet into the mat. We're going to take cobra pose, pull back with your fingertips, so it's like you're trying to slide forward, then release down. We'll go again, peel up for cobra, and a slow release down. One more, peel up, cobra. Slow release down. Press your hands down. Pull your navel center up. Now you're trying to lift your belly first. Press to hands and knees. And then to down dog. Have a breath in. Open your mouth and let it go. Then on your inhale, take your left leg up and back behind you. Three leg dog. Bend the knee, bring it into your chest, rock forward, take a big step. And we've got 
Hands to blocks if you like. Breathe in. Straighten the front knee. Good. Breathe out. Bend into. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, send the hips back. Breathe out, low lunge. Breathe in. Breathe out, come back to your lunge, back knee down. Press both feet down, inhale, reach up. Lace your fingers, press the knuckles up. One more breath in, feet down, abdominals in, heart up. Exhale, hands to your heart. Blocks can go to the sides then, hands to the mat, step back all the way to the floor. Someone we'll take arms at the sides, palms down, thumbs out toward the side walls. Lift up into locust, breathe in. And release down slow. Good. So we're locust, arms at the sides. Lift up and slow release down. Breathe in, up. Release down slowly, hands underneath your elbows, press up to hands and knees. Tuck your toes, down dog. Breath in. Open your mouth, let it go. Then you look forward, walk more lightly, hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, bring that knee bend into it. The spine lengthened, legs little bent or a lot bent. Breathe out, bow forward. Sit your hips back, Ukatasana chair pose. With an exhale, bow forward. Control that downward action by pressing your feet into the floor, drawing your abdominals in. Fingertips on the floor. Keep your knees bent so they can stay there. Toe heel your feet about hip distance apart. Draw your heart forward, half lift. We're going to step the right leg back. You'll be in a low lunge. When you inhale, reach your arms up for crescent. Try to avoid swinging the arms back. Hands to heart center. Chest in line with front thigh, then put your hands down. Plant your hands to back, high plank to low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Breathe in, take your right leg up and back behind you. Breathe out, bend the knee, draw it into your chest, rock forward and step. Press your feet down, hands to your heart. So we're trying to avoid swinging the arms to reach up. And then hands to heart center. Bring your chest back in line with the front thigh. Fingertips down up front and step up. Feet together. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. Breathe out. Oh. Breathe in. Ukatasana. Chair pose. Breathe out, hands to your heart, chest to your thighs, and bow. Fingertips on the floor, keep your knees bent as you heel toe the feet, hip distance apart, and pull your chest forward in the half lift. Your fingertips are down so that you can step the left foot back into a low lunge. Press into your feet, hands to heart center, reach the arms up. Then hands to heart center, bring your chest in line with your front thigh. It brings you parallel to the floor, placing the hands. When you step back, you'll be in a line plank or thereabouts. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. 
inhale, left leg up and back behind. Bend your knee. Knee to left elbow. Big step. Press both feet down, hands to heart. Reach up. You're breathing in. As you breathe out, hands to your heart. Chest in line with front thigh. Fingertips up front. The back foot steps up. Your feet together here. A little bend of the knees so that you can send the chest forward. Heart up. Body long. And then exhale. We'll fold. Go ahead. We'll press your feet down. Breathe in. Reach up. Mountain pose. I'm going to turn to go with you so we get left and right uh, in order. You're going to wrap your left, right arm underneath your left. Wrap your right leg over top the left. Eagle pose. Breathe here. Steady yourself with your gaze. So you're setting the gaze as if you're looking through your arms. The eyes get soft so that... You see everything in your peripheral vision, but the eyes are still. Breath in. Breath out. And breath in. Unwind the legs, then unwind the arms. Reach up. Keep your gaze point straight ahead. So whatever that gaze point was, it's here right now, straight ahead, eye level. Left arm wraps underneath the right. And then your gaze stays there. It's like you're still looking at that point. The arms just happen to be in the way. Left leg crosses over top. Keep the eyes really soft. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. When you inhale, you're going to unwind and reach up. Keep the gaze set at that one spot. It'll be tempting to look around. Keep the gaze, keep the discipline of the gaze, keep the peacefulness of the gaze. Right arm's going to come back behind you, down and back behind you to catch the right foot for dancer. If catching the foot is a no-go, if that hurts the knee or the low back or the shoulder, you go without catching. You're going to be doing more uh, leg work in the back of the leg. Nothing wrong with that. You're going to cactus the left arm, bring the elbow down, and squeeze both shoulder blades in toward the center of the back. Lift your foot, lift your head. Steady your breath. Full breath in, full breath out. It does us no good to stay upright and fragile. You'd rather put the foot down and breathe to get you uh, further in the long run. Breath in. And then as you breathe out, hands to your heart, foot to the mat. Feel your breath empty. And then long, slow breath in. Your breath has been shortened by balance. You have something to work on. We all do. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out. Left arm down and back behind. Keep your gaze set forward. Bend the knee. Lightly catch the foot. If it's not light, if it's not peaceful, leave it alone. If it hurts your knee, your low back, your shoulder, not for you. It's just not going to do you any good there. And cactus the right arm so you get both shoulder blades pulling in towards center. Lift your foot, lift the back of your head, and breathe. A steady rhythmic breath. Our body will try the strategy of holding our breath to hold the pose. And that's when it gets into its performance mode. Right. And performance mode is what got most of us to a yoga mat. 
steady, rhythmic breath, like you want to stay alive. Breath in fully, completely unhurried. When you exhale, to slow release, foot to mat, hands to heart, check in with that breathing. At this point, it should get a lot easier to breathe. But if you notice you're short of breath, try to figure out where you're trying too hard and let that go. Just let it go. Set your gaze eye level. We're going to pick up the right leg for tree. Let the foot do its own thing. Right? So the leg picks up itself. You stay upright. You breathe. And the intention, keep that steady breath. Whatever shape the pose takes. It may take getting patient with yourself. But if the quality of your pose is measured by the quality of your breath, which indeed it is, how you doing? And just keep adapting the pose. It could be hands to heart, could be arms at your sides, could be lowering the heel. Just keep adapting until you have really good quality of breath. Sometimes it really is do less, but do better. Have an unhurried breath in. And as you exhale, you'll draw your hands to your heart and your foot slowly to the mat like it's not an emergency. And a steady breath here. And again, we feel relieved. We feel relieved in the body. We feel like breathing is easier, for sure. There's less of a challenge. But we weren't overwhelmed. We weren't cut short of breath by the practice of balance. Inhale. Let your left foot rise up, the standing leg, tree pose. And you can take the arms any direction, any shape. Keep the breath in steady rhythm. in like it's there's no rush, no urgency. You're just enjoying a breath in. And breath out. We'll go hands to heart and foot to mat. We'll pause. Let your toes spread out. Let your jaw soften. Notice anything that's kind of holding tension. Can you soften unhelpful tension? And strengthen the rooting of your feet, the squeeze of your leg muscles, the drawing in of the front, sides, back of core. The rhythm of your breath. The lift to the center of your chest, the crown of your head. You take all of the work, the energy that goes to holding stress, and use it to create dynamic posture. Notice how you feel as you do those things. Next inhale, we'll reach out, mountain pose. And with an exhale, bow forward, a little bend of your knees. Bow, good. Breathe in, lift halfway again. Knees stay bent. 
within the knees and the heart forward, the hips back, and then plant your hands. Step back high or low, push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Here we're going to walk the feet about halfway up the mat. And in this room, we're going to turn to the left, walk your hands over to the left. We're going into a straddle, turning to the left edge of the mat. And we'll go with a, a straddle where your toes point toward that side edge of your mat. At home, you do what you need to do with what side of the mat works best. But uh, your feet parallel. And first, we'll start with just, again, body parallel to the floor. Feel what it's like to rock your weight back in your hips, maybe back into your heels, or the weight of your hips back to your heels. And then bring them forward, bring them forward, bring them forward until you feel like just a tad more weight is in the balls of your feet than the heels. You're not lifting your heels by any means. It's like a 55-45 like thing, right? 55% front of the feet. There's a little less in the heels. Bend your knees just a bit more than whatever they're doing right now and fold into the straddle. Then if your head is on the floor or close to the floor, uh, you're going to walk your feet closer together. And if your head is nowhere near the floor, cool. That's where it's supposed to be. If you feel like your spine is more out toward a halfway lift, though, if you're not able to kind of fold down, bend your knees a little more. And just get, get a little more ease there in the fold. And the thing that we're looking for here is that you get as close to a vertical fold as your body will allow. Right? Give all of the body parts something to do. Right? When we don't, like we start moving things around, we start fidgeting. So get real specific with how far apart your feet are. With your hands being on the floor somewhere between your big toes or your heels. If they're not getting there, that is your sign to bend your knees more. Potentially walk your feet in if your spine is still uh, working out toward that halfway lift. Right. So the, uh, the alignment of this pose, when you get there, is hands and feet on the same line. You're walking your hands back until they're in line with your feet. And uh, if they don't get there, they don't get there. But you have an intentionality. So we're not just spreading the legs and bowing forward. It's now what we're doing. Pose called prasarita padadasana. It's not called prasarita. Uh, I think... Americans say that because it rhymes with margarita, and that's um, a wonderful thing. Let your head get heavy. So prasarita, this deep bowing in right, that we're looking for. The bowing in, the drop of the head. There's a little bit of an inverted quality here. Brain's getting a little washed. Right. But everything has a role. And this is the pose where the teachers see the most like fidgeting around. Right. So you just kind of get to where you're going to get. Stay, breathe, know that it's not supposed to be comfortable. Then on your next inhale, you're going to walk your hands out, go back to the flat back, horizontal, you're parallel with the floor. We're going to take the left hand at center and bend the right elbow, drawing right elbow toward the ceiling, turning the body to the right in a twist. Your left hip might drop in, so it allows your your left hip to drop, your right hip to lift, that is totally fine. You may prefer not to do that. You may prefer to press both feet down evenly. Uh, this is a you do you and really listen to your sacroiliac joint, that uh, the space is on either side of the sacrum where the hips and the spine meet. If they're okay, you're okay. If they're not okay, uh, ease back into an alignment that they like. Breath in. And then slowly back to center. We're going to bring the right hand to the mat. Draw your heart forward. And then left elbow up toward the ceiling. So you're stacking the uh, shoulder over shoulder. Left arm up. And then again, you might choose to let your right hip follow along into that. 
might choose to press into both feet, keep the hips level. You're allowed to do either. Do, do know what you're doing. Pay enough attention here that you know what you're doing. Press your feet down. Press your hand down. Good. Draw long through your front body. Heart toward this side wall. And then exhale. Bring the hand down. We're going to walk the feet in toward one another and crouch down. So feet are close together, maybe touching. Hands are on the floor to help you uh, sustain this. You might put blocks under your hands to help sustain this. Okay. You can tuck your chin in. So we're getting a really nice little stretch for the upper back, back of the neck. If you feel well balanced, you like this pose, things are going well in this moment, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, you can wrap the arms around the legs here. We'll tuck tight. That's going to create uh, some balance challenge. It can be a really nice upper back thing. Uh, if you're not feeling balanced, it can turn into a somersault really quickly. And as uh, long as you, you feel confident about your somersault, that, there's no problem there. But uh, for most of us, we haven't done that particular thing in a while. So uh, take care. Breath in. Breath out. Slowly release the hands to you, the mat. Come down to your knees and turn toward the front of your mat. Get two hands and knees facing the front of the mat. We'll take again the cat-cow pose. Round and arch, little review. And then back to center. We're going to sit back to the heels in hero seat. So this is, uh, yeah. Great pose for, uh, for a lot of us, a hero. Uh, for some of us, not so much. If you want to sit on a block here, you're welcome to it. Okay. And traditionally, so this is, uh, this is more Vajrasana. And Virasana is uh, letting your heels come slightly outside of your hips and then sitting the hips down to the floor. So if you want hero seat, you'll sit between your feet. For a lot of us, that's going to be uh, great. And for a lot of us, it's not going to be great. If it's not great for you, a block, for elevated hero, Go for it. Uh, either one's great. I'm just going to use this time to bring hands to legs and chin to the chest. And we'll neck stretch. And gently right ear to right shoulder. Back to center. Other side. Back to center slowly. And then bring your chin level. Bring your gaze to look straight ahead. So you've got your gaze at eye level. Face relaxed, throat relaxed. We're going to take the hands now around toward the sacrum, around toward uh, the, the sacroiliac joints. And, and turn the fingertips up the back. So no pressure, but the... Uh, so... You're going to turn your fingertips up toward your shoulder blade. They may or may not go. This is where you're finding out. It's a stretch for the hands. You may, yeah, you're getting them. They're, they're totally fine there. You don't have to go any, they don't need to touch your shoulder blades. No, for God's sake. They don't need to touch your you're just going to have uh, the hands around the sacrum, fingers pointing up. If that is really egregious for you, go fingertips down. Either way, now we're going to hug the elbows toward one another. Okay, so this is a positioning of the arms that can be used in a pose called camel ustrasana. Uh, it's often the uh, the thing that we don't pay attention to because camel is so uh, challenging. We're not leaning back. We're not doing any kind of back bend. We're sitting upright at this point just to feel the hand stretch. Then slow release of that hand stretch and pause. So fingers up for you was not a thing. It's not going to be a thing in camel. It's not going to get better once you add complexity. <laughs> Right. Uh, and sometimes that's what's making the camel just so hard for us. It's like we just hate that one part. So go fingers up or fingers down, uh, whichever makes more sense in your body. We're going to come up to uh, your shins, stacking hips over knees. That means your knees are about hip distance apart. What can be really helpful is having this block back here between the, uh, the ankles. If you hug in on it, it can help you keep the knees together. You don't have to do it that way. 
and you may want on the uh, medium side for that. It would be probably best the medium side, depending on how tall you are. Hugging legs in, lift your chest. We're going to have the big shoulder roll of shoulders up towards your ears. Pull the arm bones back. Pull the shoulder blades down. Don't do anything else. Right here, bring your hands, fingers up or fingers down. And then lift your chest more. That's really all there is to count with now. If you're really enjoying this and your chest wants to continue to lift and wants to take a little vacation back here over your feet, like you are more than welcome to. It does not involve dropping your head back. If your head went back, bring it up. It's the very last thing to happen and it only happens once your shoulders are all the way over your heels. From here, press your feet down, pull your abdominals in and come up and then sit back to child's pose. The most common trouble that we have in camera is that the head tries to lead. It's not a head thing. Chest leads, your head goes wherever the ribcage goes. And until your shoulders are aligned directly over your heels, your head does not go back. Which means for most of us, it's not going back for a while, and that's totally fine. And uh, for some of us, we're super backbenders. We've been super backbenders since the day we got on this planet. And uh, it doesn't make us any better or worse off than anybody else. And uh, most of what's going on there is that there's a, a bone structure thing where some of us have really loose joints. And that is not a flexibility bonus. That is an instability issue. So don't worry about getting far in this pose. Worry about being able to breathe and open your front body. And don't worry about that either. Just consider that the point. Right. Come on up to shin bones. Knees are under the hips. They will try to sneak out unless you pay attention, for sure. Abdominals in, lift your chest. Shoulders up. Then pull them back, arm bones back, and down. Then let the hands go, fingers up, fingers down, or if you prefer, you can make fists at the low back. Hug the elbows in. Now, the only thing that's going to happen from here, just, just note where your shoulders are, where your head is. Keep that line steady. Okay. And then start to bend in this I really wish we had for camel was that like cone of shame that dogs come home from the vet in. Like just imagine that your head's in one of those and do the, do the pose with your body. Breathe here in and breathe out. Use your abdominals to come up and sit back to your heels. Hero seat arms. So the, the difference there, if you want to see what's going on, and I'll try to turn diagonally, is uh, we want to move from the spine which is this kind of action. And see how my head, I didn't drop it. Versus uh, the head kind of wants to lead the dance. There. And I'm just taking that uh, whatever bowling ball weight is up there in my brain and started to lead with it into gravity. Where's the pressure point there? Low back. Right. Toss the head back. Well, neck's going to feel it. But also, we just don't have any control. I'm bending right here. And you can tell from my voice that was not a pleasurable experience. Yeah? Versus... Same amount of range of motion, all coming in my spine, and I'm totally good to talk, and I can talk to you forever like this. I could sing you songs. I will not. Uh, but that's, uh, again, no fault of my own. I was born with some weird vertebrae thing that lets me do that. <laughs> so uh, some of us are, some of us aren't. No big deal. But you want to just go back in a way that allows you that kind of control, and the drop of it does not. And, you know, I think we need our brain for a while. I think most of us need our brain for, for the rest of however long we got here. So keep it, keep it, keep it uh, safe. Bring your hands to the mat, step back, down dog. And that's really something to just pay attention to, right? Like we're not, we're not super fragile, but we do want to be moving well. And as many points of pressure as we can eliminate, because there's already enough pressure, uh, we want to. We just want to.
Look through your hands, walk or crawl to seated. Come on down to your back. And then bridge pose, which is a similar shape and structure to Kim. Uh, except that it, it just, the, the floor is holding your head and preventing it from going anywhere. So here, this is one of those poses that you can really try your hard. If you want to pose to like try your hardest to really go at, go at this one. Right? If you get your head positioned properly, you're looking straight at the ceiling, your nose is pointing straight up, like, just go full force in the bridge. Like, you, will, you will not be wrong. You will not hurt yourself uh, in bridge. And you can get a lot of benefit really really going for it. And for a lot of us, the bridges become kind of easier. Bridges become that like physical therapy exercise. There's more room in your bridge. Start walking your arms behind you, especially after camel where we just did all that arms behind. Start walking your shoulder blades in toward each other. Really press your arm bones down into the floor. Look straight up. Don't look around in this one. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Uh, and that's another like thing. We just want to like, Respect your neck. Like in back bends, we just want to keep the neck its most natural alignment. And otherwise, can you lift your hips more? Can you dig into your heels more? Can you bring more action to kind of a pulling of your heels, bring weight away from your shoulders, and bring your spine up one more vertebrae up off the floor? Eventually, you get to the point where it's only the back of your head on the floor and your arm bones and your feet. You don't have to get there, but that would be the the ultimate right, of getting there. Breathe in and breathe out, slowly come down. Good. Soles of the feet together, knees out to the side, Supta Baddha Konasana. And this is, a, this is a rule for, we don't like rules, but this is a component of every yoga posture. The easier pose is to get into, right, vis-a-vis -vis camel, right? That's gravity pulling your head, pulling your torso back. The easier it is to drop into something, the more cautious we want to be with it, the more controlled we want to be with it. Forward folds are the same way. Like when we're bowing, right, we don't want to just like fall into that. Camel's the same thing going backwards. Bridge, right? it's a little harder to get into. Like you got to get your body up off the floor, so you can really kind of go at that one and uh, you're not going to overdo it because it's it's too challenging for the strength of the body to push up against gravity. Um, so just being kind of aware of that principle, the easier it is to drop into something, the less you want to drop into it. The harder it is to press into something, the more you can go at it. As long as you're aligned and paying attention. Bring your knees together. Good hug into your chest. A little rock side to side. Then come on back to center and take the arms out like cactus or wings, knees to right angles and belly twisting pose, knees side to side. Come back to your center line. We're going to take the soles of the feet to the mat. And then right leg up toward the ceiling. And you straighten the right leg. Catch the hamstring or the calf, or maybe you have a strap and you want to catch the foot. Uh, maybe you, you feel really, you got longer arms or you, you feel really flexible. You might catch the foot, but keep the leg straight. So while we're on the floor, while our back 
is supported while this whole upper body thing you got called like, you know, your, your internal organs, your rib cage, your head, all the things, while they're supported by the floor, you can afford to straighten the leg right, to whatever degree it will straighten. There's probably some muscular work going on. Do that, right? Again, when we're like folding into it and gravity's pulling on us, that's a time we don't really want to go after it. But here, right, just ease up on the grip. Don't pull so hard. Uh, but keep the straightened leg to get the full extension through the muscles that line the back of the leg. And breath in. And breath out. And bend the knee. Cross the right ankle to the outside of the left thigh. We've got a figure four stretch here. You can pick up the left foot. You can let the left leg come toward you, hugging the right shin in. You could lace your hands together behind your hamstring or in front of your shin on the left leg. Recline pigeon pose. When you reach through the legs, you might find that your chin gets pulled up, your neck gets uh, kind of misaligned or, or just gets a little pressure in there. A block or blanket underneath your head, a pillow underneath your head uh, can help that. The other thing is you don't have to reach that hard. You don't have to reach that far. We definitely don't want neck tension, throat tension, jaw tension, I mean, no, no shoulder tension. Breath in. Breath out. You'll unwind this. Bring the soles of the feet to the floor. Just pause and feel the two legs and what's been going on is echoing in there. You're just feeling it. What happened? Where do you feel it? Real specifically, what do you feel? Start the sole of your feet. Soles of your feet. Move up the legs. And then we'll take left leg up. And before you do anything, straighten the knee. If that hurts, right, you don't need to do that, right? The, the, if that hurts or if your knee, if you know that your knee does not straighten, no big deal. You don't ever have to. But if your leg is straight, you're just going to keep it that way and only hold it in a way that allows you to keep that. So if you move your hands up the leg and the knee has to bend, too far with the hands in this uh, posture is not about whether your hands can touch your feet. You could do that anytime by bending the knee. This posture is about lying on the back right, and extending the straight leg to feel the full length of the back of the leg stretch. We do a lot of standing stretches, straddles, forward fold, all that stuff standing that require the knees to bend to support weight. Here, your intention, your purpose is straightening the legs so that the tendons that, uh, that have to work and, and pull when we're bending the knee can have some space there. The, the full belly of the muscle can extend. Breath in. And when you breathe out, you're going to bend the knee, cross the left foot to the outside of the right thigh. And this might be enough. If you're feeling this in the outer hip and thigh, good stay. You're going to bring the leg towards you using the right leg to hug the left shin toward you. Great. If you want to catch hold of right thigh, right shin, do that. My preference is holding the heel, the left foot. Personally, I have a, a left leg thing, uh, so that's what I'll do. You do you. Uh, I'll admit, like this side, I can't reach through and catch my leg comfortably at all, so I hold the heel. Uh, but you, if it works for you, you're great, uh, but it's not, the, uh, it's not the gold standard. If it works for you, though, it is. Like anything that works to get you the stretch that you need with no tension in your jaw, your throat, your shoulders, 
your mind, that is going to be the pose that works for you. Next inhale, unwind this. Bring the soles of your feet to the mat. Bring knees together and hands to your center line. So it's one hand on your navel center, one hand on your heart center. Called constructive rest pose. And we're just bringing everything toward the center line to bring attention inward. Notice that you're probably after being on the floor for a little bit, right, the hips, the ribcage, the back of the head feel pleasantly heavy and grounded here. Keep that. We're going to move our way towards Shavasana. And that's a final relaxation, rest pose, corpse pose, the pose of practicing letting life fall away. If you need anything, if your body is calling out for some type of movement or support, uh, feel free to answer its call right? and be just as comfortable as you can bringing yourself into this rest. And very, very still. Let go of all doing. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Set down all of the stuff of our lives, the roles and responsibilities, tasks, even the relationships that we have in this moment, totally unbound. Rest in our own nature. Remembering that we are alive today. Life within you is independent of this stuff, of any qualifiers, of any adjective you could use to describe you, of any possession you may have or believe you have. In stillness, we recognize both our oneness with all that is and our uniqueness as a being. Ready to move again. Start with deepening your breath. Feel the waves that are moving you. Let your fingers and toes spread out, locate the, the edges of you, your boundaries. Roll to your right side and bring yourself up to seated and to sit in a way that feels well aligned. You keep your eyes closed, you can set them lightly to the floor, but your gaze is inward. Sit with posture that feels buoyant, that feels like it's got space for breath. Not good posture according to some aesthetic, but something that's pleasant to you, that feels peaceful, allows for full movement of your breath. Might mean releasing your jaw, your facial muscles, might be relaxing your arms at your sides, letting the shell of your upper back slide down and away, feeling well grounded in your sitting bones and your legs, your feet. 
tap into what allows you to feel good. You know it because then you can bring it with you into any moment of the day. Arranging your body in a way that's pleasant to you, something you can do anytime, and it's free. Same thing with breath. pleasing to you, it's peaceful. Create a reality for yourself. Bring our hands together at heart center in acknowledgement of ourself. Thumbs to forehead center in appreciation of each other. That was really great, y'all. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Well done. Super. Well done at home. See you guys. No blocks were thrown. <laughs>